Welcome to the Good Fight Tattoo podcast. Here's your opportunity to eavesdrop on the conversations and stories that are told whilst tattooing in our studio in London. There will be adult themes and strong language, so listener discretion is advised. With that out of the way, we hope you enjoy the podcast. This week we talk about toxic masculinity, gay guilt and art students coming into tattooing. Coming in here, taking our tattooing jobs. Disgusting. It's a joke. It's okay, it's a joke. It's a joke. This like highly sensitive thing again of you have to make something out of everything. This time of It's just it's just uh it's very very now to be able to just go, oh well, you know, it's toxic masculinity. Yeah. No, it's not toxic masculinity, it's toxic personality. Yes. There's no such thing as toxic masculinity because there's toxic men, there's toxic women. Absolutely. There's toxic people. And you're absolutely going up like in the complete reverse of what they're trying to achieve being all this whole feminism thing. You're like, no, you're meant to be persons. This is the idea. You can't say it's all men. Tox toxicity of a person's the way they are comes nothing to do from from masculinity or femininity no. at all because it, it comes from the character of that person their yeah. attitude who they are how they perceive the world how much of a fucking dickhead they are you know yes absolutely. and it's it's all about toxic masculinity and it's just like oh men you need to do this we need to start having men hold other men accountable Shut the fuck up. People, <laughs> people, need, people yeah. need to hold people accountable because people are shit. We need to come up with that ad and response now. Well, we're doing it now. I know. Get out, <laughs> quick. Do you know what I mean? It's just... Oh. It's absolutely true. It does happen. It goes all in the complete opposite side of the spectrum. You're like, that's not helpful either. None of it. Can't just blame men. Can't just blame anyone. No. It's just everyone. And what were like the kind of clientele then coming into that shop? If it was a big scary shop, was it only big scary men coming in? Yeah, it was. Yeah, scary dudes. The guy, the guy who owned it was an ex doorman, and yeah. it was a lot of his mates and a lot of paras because it was in a town where there was like a military base. Okay. Uh, yeah, and it was just all. It was very much that what would be now perceived as toxic masculinity of like, yeah. oh, you know, all this macho bullshit, and it's like, yeah, there is macho bullshit. But that's not toxic masculinity. No. Like, yeah. masculinity isn't inherently toxic. No. And you can't start suggesting that it is because that's a really dangerous thing to do. Like, that just, that, that, that then makes people ashamed of, because uh, I identify as being quite masculine. Yeah. I'm not, I'm a big dude and I like fight, watching fighting. Yeah. You know, <laughs> not in wrong with any of it. And I like drinking beer and touching girls' boobs. <laughs> As long yeah, as they, the as long as they want masculine. me to, <laughs> as long as they want me to, and that's absolutely fine. And which, which, is fine. But there's like, I think there's going to be a generation of people growing up now going, well, it's not okay to be masculine because that's they're, toxic. They're going to be too sensitive and confused by anything. They won't know what everything's not okay at this point, and it's like, well, what can you do just to be you and figure it out anymore? You keep getting told what not to be and what to do, and you can never be you or figure it out yeah that's the difficulty isn't it there, there needs to you need to give people the room to figure stuff out yeah. right how do you do that though when being masculine know, is toxic I know inherently <laughs> regardless oh of God. context or nuance or from the second you're born you're a man you're toxic yeah 
I do get like the idea of you know certain male traits are toxic mm. or can be, but but well, equally certain female traits are toxic. Well, no, really? no there's no chance, no <laughs> way, not not not, not a chance. How dare you? <laughs> As a that's woman just to what, say that. That's just what the patriarchal society <laughs> has told you. Oh God! Women are perfect. Oh my God, we are most certainly are not. No, shush. <laughs> Betraying my race. <laughs> You'll get ostracised. I know. You're no longer a woman. But do you know what I mean, though? It is almost portrayed in that way. It is. It's portrayed that, like, you know, men just do horrible things and men are awful. And women, no, not a chance. Especially when you put it as toxic masculinity. But just it, it's just this issue of blaming one or the other and not... Well, it's, it's assuming also, we're all people. It's also the idea of just blaming a thing. Uh, like yeah. It's to do with that person's masculinity. No, it's to do with that person just being a cock. It's just them as a human. Not having a cock, being a yes. cock. Yes. <laughs> just got confused. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's what I think. And, you know, if you think I'm an idiot, just tell me. No, I don't at all. I agree with you. People have gotten way too sensitive about everything at this point. That it's, it's literally everyone's getting confused of what you're actually meant to be or think anymore. You may be who you are and be what you you know what you want to be. You're afraid and to be fine. that now. And that's cool, and everyone should be able to do whatever the fuck they want. Identify however you want. I couldn't give a flying fuck, whatever. Yeah. It's it's up to you, but you're not automatically just awesome because you're one thing, and you're not automatically yeah. just a prick because you're one thing either. No, you have to prove from your actual personality and. Yeah. Being a human, what you are. Gender comes last, almost. Just It's just to do with being a decent person. Yes, absolutely. I think. Call me old-fashioned, <laughs> but I couldn't give a fuck who you're ha- having sex with, what you're doing, how you identify, whether yeah, you think you're a unicorn. Yeah, how do you want to look or dress or whatever. Yeah, exactly, whether you think you're a unicorn or not. I yeah. couldn't give a flying fuck. What I care about is, are you a nice person? Yes. Do you treat people nicely? That's what it should come down to. Absolutely. Regardless of any of the other stuff. My mom always used to say that actually growing up because my da- before um, she had me or my brother, my dad was um, quite a biker and big into all that scene and that. And um, she used to have people uh, uh, like on turn that of like, you know, big scary bikers coming like around you. Are you not like terrifying that? And she's like, they're the nicest people in the world. So literally, they'll have your back for anything. Come in, have a cup of tea and be lovely. But people just have this, this connotation with them because they're big men, usually with tattoos and wearing leather that, oh no, they're terrifying. We're and all scum. Exactly. And she's like, no, honestly, that's the person you'd call if you ever needed a chat or a help, help or anything. And they'd be right around like, no problem, love. <laughs> And they're lovely. I remember that. There was a guy who lived up the road from me. He used to be uh, Hell's Angels. And uh, he used to always fix our roof if there was a hurricane. He'd just do oh. it. He wouldn't ask. There was he'd, a hurricane? He'd just do it. Yeah, like a hurricane or a gale like or that something. That happened a lot. Yeah. Like, well, if there was like, high winds. <laughs> sarcastic fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm like, Jesus. Where'd you live? If there was like high winds and things like that. Like, um, I remember when I was a kid, there was a hurricane. That's why I say, I say hurricane. Like in the eighties, there was a really bad one. Wow! And um, he came along and just bought a load of like, because we all lived in like um, a row of uh, houses that were all basically the same. They were yeah. all exactly the same. So he just bought the ones that w- and went up and fixed his roof, oh, and then just lovely. walked along the the roofs and fixed everyone else's. Absolutely. You're not going to do your own and then leave everyone else just get wet. 
Well, a lot of people would. Wow. Is that people do take a lot on appearance and make a lot of assumptions very quickly. Has it affected them in a way, you know? So, as a gay man, what's your... Oh, who, me? <laughs> oh, me? Yeah. Um, what are you trying to say? <laughs> do you think, like, do you feel like society has treated you very, very different? No, I don't think it has. I don't think I've allowed society to treat me any differently. Um, and if anything, I've, um, I've embraced it. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, I absolutely enjoy being... I wouldn't change a thing of, you know, the life I had or, or what I do. And it's beyond just being gay or not being gay it's just it's just the person you are mm -hmm. isn't it um i think if if you feel if you feel that life hasn't been treating you well you would feel that way um about anything you know regardless of, of just your sexuality yep. in my case personally um i don't think it has affected me um you don't think it's affected you at all no no no, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm sure it has. Maybe I chose not to focus on that or maybe I just ignored it. Um, but I, 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 I think I'm a very happy, just a very happy man, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it has. I can see, I know people who have struggled a little bit. I know people who have this gay guilt yeah, interestingly, sorry, you were saying about that before. What, so what is gay guilt? What, what would that mean? Because no, I've never I, heard of yeah, this term I just, before, I just, I just, ever. I just think is, even if you even if you accept yourself, or even if you feel accepted, I think it's, it's this guilt of, you know, oh, maybe I am supposed to be with a woman, or maybe I'm supposed to get married, or maybe I'm supposed to have children, and I might not be able to do this. Do you, think there's, many, do you think there's people who like feel that? I, I, I think that it's something that you just have deep deep within your within your, your your mind you know it's just society is it's, you're supposed to be this person and you're supposed to be this and that as a man mm. and you know that you're not going to feel that you know yeah um so i can understand how there's this guilt um, i think i think when i was in colombia i don't know if it was gay guilt but is if you compare the societies, I mean, the UK with, with Colombians, you can understand what gay guilt is. It's more like, well, in my case, I was like, oh, my, my parents uh, could be disappointed because I'm gay. So to me, it was like, before I, I, met, I met him, it was more like, oh, I... I I cannot do this. I cannot uh, come out with my right. parents. So because they expect uh, I will, I will have a, a a normal family. Right. You know, uh, they want a, a grandchildren. So, so you really felt that, like that? Yes, I think yeah. But at that time, uh, I didn't feel that that way. It was more like it was my normal, my normal life. Mm -hmm. 
So, yeah, but I think it's the best way to describe what gay guilt is. Makes sense. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. That must be fucking horrible. Yeah. Like, I really feel for people who don't, can't go, or feel they can't go around life just being the way they want to. Mm-hmm. Or, as you say, the way they are. Mm-hmm. You know? It's, it's a sad thing. Yeah, and then, and then, you know, there's a whole spectrum, you know, it's, it's what you identify as, um, and it's also, you know, you, I think you always find yourself forcing yourself to dial things down a little bit, don't be too this, don't be too that, um, you know, what is it that's expected from you, and that's freaking, that's really stressful, you know, that is very demanding. So you like you like that you feel there's expectations on you as a gay man to be a certain way. I think so. I I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. What would you say the expectations are? Like, firstly, I'd I'd say what do you think the expectations are within the gay community, and what would you say well, outside of the it, it depends, expectations? It? So within the community, I think um, you're supposed to be. Um, <laughs> it's stupid because you're supposed to be really masculine, and um, within very manly. Really? Yeah. Right. The the the. The the manlier you are, the 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 better gay pedigree that you have. Right. I, so there's uh, there's like an elitism within gay people. Absolutely yes. Right. Yes. Um, even with you know being a top and a bottom, um, it's just yeah. It, it, I think I think it gets complicated and it's just it's stressful and demanding and. I'm making it sound very dramatic. So how do you combat that, though? Like, if there's that within the community of, like, you know, if you're a certain way and you're gay, even gay people are going to treat you differently. Um, I think I think there's, there's something that, that needs to change, and I think there are people who are trying to change this, and I think even, you know, platforms like Grindr... It's um, weird, but... Inside the, the the LGBT community, even you you can find homophobia in there. Really? Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. How how does that work? Yeah. How, how do you find homophobia within the gay community? If you if you are too too how it's called uh, uh, too femme or if you are too old or or too yeah. fat or too right. or if you're Asian or do you yeah. think do you think there's any way to combat that, regardless of it being in uh, the gay community or not in the gay community? You know, you know what? Any way to combat that's that when just a proof. People have preference. That's just a proof of stupidity. That's a proof that there are uh, that people can be stupid regardless if they're straight, gay, bi, whatever. It's just humanity. Right. It's just stupidity. Do you not think some of that is preference, though? Um, I guess it depends on how you frame it, but like everyone's got a type, or at least. Some sort of a type. Yeah, but so there's a difference between preference and badge of honour. Uh, one thing is what you prefer sexually. The other is to have that as your as this badge of honour, you know. Um, no fames, no this, no that. And then within the circle to think you are inferior just because you because you're gayer when exactly, it's yeah. a gay circle. It's just stupid. Yeah. It's very stupid. Just to play devil's advocate, though, when people put that on, say, things like Grindr, do you think there is that they're trying to say that there is some sort of uh, um, hierarchy within that? So that, do you think there are people are actually saying, right, if you're this, then you are lesser than me? 
or yeah. do you think they're just trying to say, yeah. I'm not into this, it's going so back, I'm not going to waste it's going my time? Ba- it's going back to what we were talking before. It's about the intention. Um, I, I, yeah, there, there, there's preference, sexual preference, but then there's the, there, there's the, you're lower than me or you don't deserve me because I'm, I'm this white, masculine guy who goes to the gym and, and the, I'm ignoring you because you... I, I don't know, it's just... It depends, you know, it depends and... Because one of the big things in, like, straight dating apps is height. It's yeah, all I've, about heard, height. I've heard about that. Women are all about taller men. Yeah. Which is fine, because I'm fairly tall, so it doesn't really affect me that much. But there's, like... It's, and it's a real, like... If you're, like, same sort of thing, people on their profiles will go, look... If you're under five foot, whatever, don't bother because this isn't going to work. I'm not interested. Do you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. it, but then, so I don't necessarily. I mean, maybe it's because I'm taller than that, so I don't really take it in any way negatively. But I don't take it as them being negative. I take it more as them just going, "Why waste my time?" Because I'm not into that. Yes. I don't inherently think that that person thinks that because I'm over six foot that I'm better I just think they they know that they'll probably find me more attractive yeah again I, I think it goes back to the intention one and then second um, we're talking about gay community we should be about acceptance we should be about um, not rejecting yeah. and I can't reject you if, if, if you're feminine come on uh, wh- come on you know, but what about like, it, just we, again to we, play we, devil's we advocate you, you know what you like would you, so would you, on, on, if you were on a dating app, would you go through it? And if there's someone that's very femme, just go, well, I have to swipe yes to them because yeah, equal opportunities. Well, listen, <laughs> and I'm actually being, um, <laughs> this is it. This, this, this is over the nature. This is me complaining about all of this, and I don't like having sex with feminine guys. <laughs> <laughs> See? I know, but I, I feel really, really angry about it. But see, this is the thing, though. Some, somewhat, is it not just an assumption that some, because someone's saying that, that they're then saying that, it, that that means they think that that person is lesser or worse? When, in, in actual fact, sometimes I think people are just going, I just don't want to waste my time. Like, no offence. I know what you mean when you say it's about the intent. I think possibly... I don't think there's anything wrong with saying things like that, but I think it's probably about the way people word it, that it comes across yeah, as being I, I think like what very I do, What negative. I don't believe in is making people feel less or making people feel they don't belong. Um, yeah, you would then choose, you know, who you want to go to bed with. Um, but, yeah, don't promote... I, I think we should stop trying to promote... Um, you know, just hate. I say there's not that many things to actually do, is there? No, it's with not. A, with an art degree. Well, there really isn't. If you try and become a struggling, practicing artist, you're like, fair enough. But that doesn't really bring the bills in. And that's why I look back at everyone that I went to, um, went to university with. And I think, I know in my class, even my class of 30, say... Yeah. I know that there's two of us that are doing something vaguely artistic, me being one of them, mm-hmm. just doing, again, different from my degree, but in art, and the other has become a tattoo artist from it, and that's it. The rest of them are all in different sort of retail things or teaching or just completely different. See, now that's careers. one of the ways that tattooing's changed in the time that I've been a tattooist. Yeah. There's a lot more art students that have become tattooists yeah. now. It wasn't a thing for art students when I first started. 
it was a thing for weird punk kids who okay, couldn't really do yeah. anything. Or, you know, just weird out, outsider misfit-y types. Start doing their own stick and poke with, like, a pen and a bit of Indian ink and then keep going. It was, yeah, it was just, I don't know. There was definitely no artists, no proper artists when I was starting. <laughs> like, so it's definitely a thing now, absolutely, that they do and now there's strive loads, for it. There's like, yeah, there's people who go to art school so that they can become a tattooist. Yeah, do you know definitely. What I mean? There's people who I know who are tattooists who've come from art school. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a different thing. But again, it's, it's probably quite good because you've got the different backgrounds. Even when I do, I always find it good because the way I got into scenic art was for a postgrad. So I obviously did my background in fine art and printmaking and used to um, play around with spray guns and airbrushes on bikes and cars and that. And now I've come into this. but So I've got a completely different background for other people that have come in a completely different fine art way or nothing to do with it. But that means you, everyone approaches things slightly differently. So you actually learn way more as opposed yeah. to people that go in to a college to just learn this and they all come out as the same artist the same they do the same processes and this, like approach a problem the same way it's the same with like tattooing if you've got people with all these different style backgrounds sure you'll just get loads of different style tattoos yeah which should be a good thing I would think yeah somewhat <laughs> go on <laughs> are we against our students becoming tattoos tattooists uh, no um yeah, but no, <laughs> kind of, no. I think it depends on the person probably. It's probably a bit of an assumption to put them all together. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a fair way of rescuing me from that question. <laughs> um, I'm never going <laughs> to give you shit for it, don't worry. I, I think there's a lot of people that would though. Um, yeah. I think They're not here, it's fine. I, um, yeah, oh, I don't know. It's such. A, I'm so conflicted with how I think about the whole thing. Because I think art students coming into tattooing is one of the things that's really made tattooing pick up its game. In the time that I've been tattooing, the quality has just gone up yeah. enormous amounts, which is great. But the, the attitude and the way people conduct themselves and the way people behave yeah. has also changed in a way that I don't necessarily think is good. And it's not solely art students' fault, but I think those sorts of people coming in have a different mindset and a different attitude. So one of the things that I have noticed is people are much more willing now to charge ridiculous amounts for a tattoo. Yeah. You know? And that would and be that the artist mentality. Into that's, that that artist yeah. mentality has come into tattooing. Where, I, like, me and my friend were talking about it the other day it used to be a working class art form and it's not so yes. much anymore. It's, it's it's very it's getting further and further away from being a a working class thing now every day because you've got people there's people who just fucking charge like a thousand pounds for a fucking hand tattoo and you're just like how the fuck does that work? It takes you like the most it's ever taken me to do a hand tattoo is fucking two and a half hours. Yeah, they're not going on um like time of labour or anything like that anymore they're going on what they think no. their artwork is worth really isn't it which I do I do understand to a degree to a degree mm. I like we were talking me and my housemate we were talking about it because I see both sides of the story in as much as like I see that it used to be a working class thing and it used to be a fo more affordable never affordable but more mm. affordable yeah um, and it's becoming less and less affordable now but I do also see from a tattooist point of view, like I've been tattooing now 15 years, right? I reckon I've probably got about 10 years more in me at maximum. Yeah. 
before my I can't grip things anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've, like I struggle already. Like my hands are fucked. My yeah. forearm is fucked. You can imagine neck and back yeah, my as neck well. and shoulder. Yeah. I actually my head my head now my spine's not aligned properly. My head goes over to one side slightly. Yeah. Which it never used to. Yeah. I'm shorter than I was when I started tattooing. Really? Yeah, by half an inch. How does that happen? I don't know. But I'm sh- I shouldn't I'm not old enough to be shrinking yet. No, yeah. But I remember getting measured bef- and like going to a doctor's and having like a, a, a checkup. Yeah. And they measured my height and I was six foot one. I still tell people I'm six foot <laughs> one. But I'm six foot and half an inch now. Oh wow. Just under half an inch. Well you round up so it's fine. Yeah, so Oh my yeah, god, it's exactly. It is a thing that will affect your body though, yeah. You're not gonna be able to stay so this I, intent on something forever. As and also, the other thing with tattooing that I understand why people charge more is because you're not always going to be relevant. Mm, yeah. It's very like a make hay while the sun shines kind of style of art. Yeah. If you're in right now and you've got bookings and you've got loads of people wanting to get tattooed by you, I do understand the mindset of... In demand. Right, so I'm in charge. demand, so I'm going to make some money now because in two or three years' time, I might not be. Yeah. What I'm doing might not... And I've seen that, like... I've been different levels of booked over the years, depending on what style of work I'm really concentrating on at the time. Yeah. What, just from you changing styles as opposed to Both. the one style coming in that? Both. Me changing styles and also certain styles changing. Um, and, you know, this sort of style isn't going to be popular forever. Mm. Some people might feel like it is, and that that's all they need to know. Yeah. It's definitely not. Well, I've watched, changed, I've watched that happen. Yeah. I've watched styles go be like the fucking huge, great big thing, and people be like, "I just need to know how to do that because that's the big thing." <laughs> That'll tide me over for life. Yeah. And then I've seen that become so like done with, and people are like, "Oh, that's so last year." <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like any trend, isn't it? If you if that's all you can do, you're fucked. Yeah, no, you need to be versatile. Exactly. I feel like that is probably a thing where artists come into it. Well, usually artists in general have their one style and that's kind of how they can work, especially if they're making up their own flash or whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't know if someone um, from a fine art background can come in and, like, nail Japanese tattooing or anything like that. <laughs> if they wanted to, they could. I think anyone Study who has, it. like, an idea of art can if they want to. Yeah. But, um... I couldn't do it, though, being someone who can draw an artist I would not be able to have a continuous line more than anything else yeah you would you just need to learn how to do it it's not like every tattooist is born with the ability to do that yeah we hope you've enjoyed the podcast if you have do all the uh, good things like like it subscribe follow whatever platform you're on they're, they're different Uh, Tell your friends, though. That's the most important thing. Tell other people, because that's word of mouth. That's how things get around. Cheers. Thanks. And all that.